If you're keen on backing a winner tomorrow, you've come to the right place. It's now time for the punters panel on Racing HQ with Dave Stanley. Dave Stanley. Let's go, fellas. It is time for the punters panel, and joining us is Luke Marlow, Mike Wood, Jed Hatton, and Chris Roots. And I'll come to you, Chris. Good morning to you, mate. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this meeting tomorrow at Ramwick. But uh, these multi-selections, we need you to get one home. I don't have to go to Twitter to get sprays. I just get them on here, hey? Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of my spray, Chris? Panadol oh, a headache. That, that was not, it, wasn't, it wasn't really an A-grade, was it? Like, no, it was, you, you're you right. Know, it was... Get, Reserve grade. They can do better, surely. Yeah, yeah well, you know, it, we, just hope, we just hope to hear, hear, hear your dulcet tones for a long time to come. Mate, if you can't laugh at yourself, what's the point? It's all good fun. It's all good fun. Um, how we found, how'd you find this meeting, um, Chris? There's a couple of bit of value there. The, these bridging meetings between sort of the summer racing and... Um, what happens in the autumn are sort of the next couple of weeks and what what happens we're getting less and less of these so um with the carnivals running longer and things like that we we you forget you forget how um interesting these meetings can be because there are a couple of horses there that um we might be seeing well well into next well into the year as um very good horses on what they've done so far Mike Woods joining us. Mike, you've been on fire of late, mate. So with the race guide, are you, how are you looking at this meeting? Um, don't mind. I'm in, I'm in the eastern suburbs right now, like Luke is, and it's a bit of an English summer's day. It is a bit more drizzle than I expected, so not a typical summer track. And to join in the conversation, if you haven't been sledged on Twitter, you haven't been doing much. It's a rite of passage, I think. <laughs> Jet, Jet Atten's joining us. G'day, Jet. Hey, Dave. How are you going? Mate, surely you copped a few sprays in your time. Oh, I cop probably more on the footy on the footy field than Twitter. What's the so, best spray? Best spray? Oh, probably about being a grub. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you a grub? Elbows? Was there elbows in, mate? Oh, I stuffed the ref, can't say. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad, Jet. Not bad. Uh, how have you found this meeting, mate, at Ramwick? Oh, it looks to be a bit of value there. A couple of nice horses. A few... Um, imports and a talented filly that I'm keen to load up on. All right, mate. Uh, let's get straight into it. Uh, we'll go in the order of entry. We'll go Luke, Chris, Mike, and we'll come home with you, Jet. Uh, that's how we'll do the punters panel today. And our first question comes in here from Gibbo. Uh, he wants to know about race eight at uh, Royal Randwick. Uh, he goes, hey, guys, very keen to hear your thoughts on Kettle Hill for J-Mac and the Mar Eustace team. Well, what are your thoughts on Kettle Hill, Luke? Well, Dave, he, he maps terribly. That's the first thing. Uh, I think there's a lack of speed here. He's drawn the outside. He's going to have to go back. Um, I'm not sure the race was set up for him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept him for another day, but he did have poor post-race recovery last start. I thought he was terribly flat there second up after a brilliant return at Sandown. He's one of mine. Uh, I won't be dropping off, but I just think the setup of this race, um, I've got to just look for something else to tip. The imports caught my attention. Number six, Tazarel. Gee, that was a great trial. That really was a great trial and showed a bit of speed. So I think can get into a per- perfect position on the map here and 
It goes in the black book, guys. If it's not tomorrow, it's going to be winning races over here off what I saw at the trials. Um, Kanazawa's got an excellent chance. Lovely tick over trial. He sets up beautifully, but I'll be having something each way on number six, Tazarel, in race eight. I know it, it maps awful, Tettle Hill, but I think um, they often run a sort of flat race second up and then um, go again, these horses. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with it. I, I know for... There's a bit of 550 around at the moment. Um, you can get, you know, 465 dollars. That's about the right price. At least you're getting um, each way odds. Interesting. Uh, William Haggis stayed in this horse when it came over here, so um, it was. Um, it's um, it's certainly got talent. I think Shahail will run a really good race here. Three-year-old against the older horses was going to the Gold Coast. Didn't quite get a start, so um, I'd be throwing it in, but. Um, but when they win one from ten, you sort of got to start to ask whether they're um, they're that genuine at finding the line. So I'll, I'll stick with Kedoff Hill. He's obviously a good horse. He was well supported last start. Had excuses. Kettle Hill. I think if you like him, you've got to tick a few boxes first. Wait to see the pattern because J Mac might have to sit wide. Wait to see the yard and the market because maybe he is flat and the market might tell you that late. I think Kanazawa's in the mix, but he's way too short. A horse like Bluff and Bluster, who might go to Canterbury tonight, is right on his heels at the weights, and I'll be backing him if he does go to Ramwick. Um, Shalal's in the mix, but I think you, know, you hit the nail on the head there, Ruder. He doesn't always win. I wish it was drier, but the value chance for me is silent agenda. I think the tempo was too slow for him last start. He's rock solid, on pace, fights hard. He doesn't always win as well, but I think he's a good each-way bet. Yeah, if you're keen on Kettle Hill, I... Oh, sorry, I can just hear myself. Um, he was, I was quite keen on him second up, and he had a poor recovery that day. He was a bit flat second up of a lengthy spell, but it was a pretty dynamite, fresh effort down in down in Melbourne. I'm keen to be shallowed here. I was quite keen on him in the in the Magic Million Guineas. He didn't quite get a run there, but he was really good fresh in the Wyong Magic Millions behind Hell I Am, which has gone on the run third yesterday, and quite unlucky in the in the Gosford Guineas when he went to untested. Like the form lines, and I think he's flying at each way better. He'll probably run a race. He's also the best price. We've got about three months in their career. I was just looking looking back at her SPs, and obviously if you're one of her fans, maybe you can get a bit bit of money back on her. The longest price she started, I looked, was when she was about $3.80 on, on debut and has a stack of talent, and Saigon come out and race for last week. All right, so that is a look at uh, the eighth race. Um... Now, there's another question just in relation to this race. Uh, bend the knee. Do we think about bend the knee? Uh, look, I think, Dave, there's others with more upside. Um, he's racing okay, but no, I'm risking him. He was just one, a comment on bend the knee for everyone? He, he got home okay last time, and, you know, Tommy Berry goes on. He's the sort of horse that's um, been up for a while, and I just... Just want to uh, see him do it, really. Um, I know, I know. It's uh, he's been a good horse to me, and I've backed him a couple of times when he's won. But I just can't find him in this race. Yeah, I think every horse has got their price, and he's he's not a bad price. But the weights, he's right there with Kanazawa. So if you like him each way, go for it. Yeah, it was pretty good behind Kanazawa too. Back he was three wide that day and, and stuck on for two and a half lengths. So if he gets a better run, I, I can see him running well at the price. 
Race six, the Carrington Stakes, boys. Uh, now we've got the favourite here is Titanium Power. Looks like Elvis. So there's a couple of texts going, hey, can you ask the guys about looks like Elvis? And also, too, uh, your thoughts on Snippy Fox for Joe Pride. Uh, comment on the race, Luke. Well, Dave, I'm actually with looks like Elvis. He's third up into a preparation. I think his two runs back have been great. He was three wide last start down there at Flemington, and he was very brave. I think he was going to win that race, but just being wide... Took a toll on him late. He's third up now. Preble sticks with him, um, and he's riding well since he's arrived here in Sydney. So um, I, I think from a good map, he I'll lean his way without a lot of confidence on Snippy Fox. She's had two runs back this preparation. I think she's ready to do, ready to do something now. Uh, third up, I think, as an older mare, having had two runs under the belt, is a positive. Uh, I want to keep in mind she covered a bit of ground last start behind Titanium Power. So she could get a bit closer to him here, but she's got four and a half lengths to make up. So um, she it might be a bridge too far. So um, I'll risk her. I'll tip number one. Looks like Elvis in the feature. I'm, I'm with Titanium Power here. I think it gets control like last time. Glenn Schofield, a master at just going fast enough to hold the lead and, and fast, not fast enough to have anything challenging him. So... I think what will happen here is um, there's not really anything that you can map to go in behind the in behind the speed. There's a lot of horses that want to get back in that second and third pair. So we'll just have a look at it. But uh, uh, I just think Titanium Power gets the rail, gets to the rail, leads on his own 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 issues, and then goes goes away and probably races away at the top of the straight. And it's very hard to run down. It's, it's not the strongest listed race. Um, there's a few you can pot here. I think I'm probably going to have to pot Titanium Power a little bit early. I think that um, he just laid in a bit, a little bit last start, and he will want the rails to be on tomorrow, which with his rain around, I'm not sure it will be. So check the track pattern if you like him. I think Nicolini Vito's in the mix, obviously, but who knows how it's going to go in Sydney. And Vernelli only ever performs well so far when it leads on the rails, and it might not get there with Titanium Power. So that leaves me with the two there's horses no that were asked way. about. Looks like there's no way it gets to the rail. I don't think Titanium Bay is giving up the rail. Yeah, you can't, can he? With Glenn on, um, yeah. and looks like Elvis leaves me with him. And I think Snippy Fox is a good chance. Wet track, box seat, blinkers on. I agree with Mike. I think it's a pretty weak listed race, and I'm keen to be with the eight-year-old here, but not looks like Elvis. I'm keen to be with Cuban Royale. He's come back in probably career best form. He was really good first up at Kembler, and then. Good again, behind Samai. Not behind Samai. Sorry, when he beat Samai. Then last time out, strong home when chasing Brunelli. That horse got it pretty all his own way that day, and I don't think that'll be the case here. Gets a weight swing on that horse, and I think at around twenty-one dollars, he'll, he'll run a race. I, I didn't mind another one at odds in the race. Ruby Tuesday, Gary Portelli in connection, looking for a bit of black flight with her, and in a race like this, it, it might actually suit us. She's three from three at the trip. Drops four kilos on, on the bell of the turf run, but that was over a mile. So she's much more suited at a sweet spot here at, at 1,400 metres. And, and she was pretty good first up in a decent form race. And looks over the odds for me. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, in race number three, let's go to now. Mogo Magic is your favourite in the Tab Highway. It's at 2.30. This has got to be one of the best highways uh, we've seen in a long, long time in Sydney, Lou. Yeah, I agree with that, Dave. It's a fantastic race. It really is. Um, gee, he's very, very short now. $2.30, no thank you, at that price, but I'm tipping him. Um, I think the horse 
is going to develop into at least a Saturday metropolitan class animal uh, in, in these sort of sprinting races. And he's definitely up to highway class. He had a lovely tick over trial. He's 50 odd days between runs. Um, he's won with plenty in hand. But gee, this is a big step up. And, and you're asked to take a skinny price now. I think he's got to go the other way at some stage. Uh, there's plenty of other horses in this race with ability. Um, could talk all morning about them, but just to name a couple, Gallant Star, I mean, done nothing wrong in a short career. Brilliant trial. Smoke Show, um, coming out of a, a Saturday Metropolitan race against her own age. Um, she was very good there. Um, does she want a bit further than 1,100? That was my question mark. Sparring's off her Mooney Valley win, gets J-Mac. So I think he is under the odds, Mogo Magic, but I have to lean his way. I think you'll get a better price if you want to back him. Yeah, he'll get out. You'd, you'd have to think, like bookmakers look at um, the two wins and they, they say, well, he ran good time, but it is Wagga and the Sapphire Coast and this is Ramwick. Um, this is probably one of, the, one of the best highways we've seen for a long time. When do you see a last start um, Melbourne winner come to a highway with James on it and it's, you, can get a, you can get around the $5 mark, $5.50 mark um, sparring? Um, Gallant Star did nothing wrong. It was really good in its one, one, one try in town where it ran third. Just worried about it on a wet track. And Smoke Show, well, I think that was just a tick over run to get to this run. I think at $15, it's, it, it's probably the horse I want to back it at the price at the moment, but I'm tipping Mobo Magic like you, Luke. Yeah, crack, cracking, cracking race. These are better than highway grade and we'll go on to potentially be midweek horses, Saturday horses, who knows, and Mogo Magic might be one of them. Um, the market's driven by ratings and I think he's, that's the reason why he's going to be short, but I guess he's very green, which probably won't be in his price, so I think he's going to start under both of his starts. He was green late and he hasn't been eyeballed yet, yet late in the race, so we'll see how he responds, but I can't back him. I'm with Luke. Um, gallant star each way, near pace, barrier three, rock solid, has to be in the finish. Lots of upcoming horses The top five in the market, they, none of them had more than 10 starts. So you definitely see a lot of these horses improving in future meetings. I was keen to be a smoke show from the Danielle Sebiard. She's a former John O'Shea runner, and I really liked her run behind Passagiara last time. She just couldn't keep up with that really early as she just set a pretty hot tempo. And she's turned in the best last 600 metres of the entire meeting on the, on the heavy track that day. And, Good three-length winner at Canberra the, the start prior, and I think around fifteen dollars. She, she's a great each way bet. Now we've got Sean on the line. G'day, Sean. Morning, guys. How are you? Cool, mate. Very well. Yeah, question. A race three four in Sydney. Mahagoni and Tony Bird. I'm starting with patience, but I want to back them again, but I'm not sure. Yeah, you and me both, Sean. In regards to Tony B, um, I was on him last week. I just reckon he could be worth another chance. He could be worth one more go. I actually want to side with him here, just down to 54.5. That was a pretty brutal race last week there at Rose Hill. And I think with 59 on his back, just chasing, uh, it was too big a task. He'll map nicely here. Smaller field, I think, suits. And I can entertain giving him one more go, uh, just on 54.5 kilos. As far as Mahagoni, um, I think he'll be ridden negatively from the draw. He's a back marker. He's got a good turn of foot, but he might just be spotting them a little bit too much start uh, in this class of race. He's deep into a preparation as well. So if you ask me to choose between the two horses you mentioned, I'd go with Tony B, number nine there in race four. 
Yeah, they're both um, horses that have had a had had um, good preparations, and they're getting right into them now. So, um, both trainers, David Payne and Chris Waller, can hold horses together for long prep. So, um, that's not a concern. I just I just looked at this race and thought Irish, Irish Legend did it from the front last week and can do it again. I just think he, he Brock Ryan riding exactly the same. He'll roll along on front. Bit of a harder test up the Ramwick straight, but um, and and cops a bit of weight. But I think he's a pretty nice horse, and he might develop into a, a real open handicapper. Yeah, I'm with you, Ruder. I think Irish Legends amazing. What odds you get for a horse that wins last start? It always seems to be the case, and he's hard to beat. Out of the two you mentioned, Sean, I think yeah, I'm with I'm with um, Luke. Tony B, softer track probably helps. He just peaked on his run late. You wish he saw him hit the line harder. And Mahagoni, it's probably worth trying him at 2,000 metres, but I think the tempo suited him last start, and Irish legend might draw the sprint out of him this time. Mentioned in the previous race at Smoke Show, turning the best last 600, Mahagoni actually turned in the second best of the of the entire meeting, and, and that was in the 1,800 metre race. So, seven up 2,000, it suggests he'd run, he'd run that just off that. I, I was keen to be with with a group one winner here, Helene Leading Star. He won the SA Derby in, in 2018, and his two runs this time in, after coming back from Chartina being great, he's rattled home first up, finishing four lengths off Nicolini Vito, and then second up, he was really good in a, in a strong race behind Sosie Bonn and, and Detonator Jack, and gets out the 2000 here, which is a trip that he'll, it'll suit him. And I think at around $9, he'll run well. Almania is also an eye catcher first up. Behind Jojo was a man and looks poised to run well again. Now, thank you very much for your call, Sean. Race one, here's a question for you guys. Hey guys, looking at the trials for this first race, do you give any consideration to Mojave Desert, the seven, the I'm Invincible's uh, cult? Yeah, I had a look at it, Dave. Um, he ran on pretty well in the trial, that most recent trial there at Rose Hill down the outside. Um, just his last bit, he was eased down through the line. He's well bred by I'm Invincible out of fine bubbles. Um, the map looks a little bit tricky. I think he'll be either scratched or ridden quietly and look to run on. So I don't think he's hopeless, but I'd suggest, you know, there might be a race later for him. Um, when it, what's going on with the betting here this morning? Last time I looked at Fleetwood, number four, it was $6. It's three ninety. Um, there's no scratchings on my screen, so it's been a big trim up this morning. I'm actually with the Godolphin-trained two-year-old Fleetwood. Um, I think he's not a bad colt off that last trial. Gee, he was, um, he was jogging in behind horses and really towed his way through the line in a manner of a horse that's going to have a turn of foot once they release the handbrake. Um, but uh, I've missed the boat there price-wise because he is now favourite. And he was $6 earlier this morning. So um, someone's had a dip there at Fleetwood, Chris. Was it you? Did you open the wallet? No, it wasn't me. But it's, um, the, the trial was hard to miss, wasn't it? And you, you look at this race and um, once again, we've got a lot of first starters and a little bit of guesswork. And the wet track makes it even harder. I'm with Don Keogh. It was, um, it was um, one of the stars of the early two-year-old trials. And then basically... Um, after the, it was going to run in the, into in the, in the breeders and and had to be scratched. So, um, I think it'll it'll be very it's it's a very nice horse. Just worried about its two trials since the one on the soft track was okay behind King's Gambit. Everyone watched King's Gambit that day and sort of got blown away by it. It was just as good 
but it was a thousand it was a thousand and fifty metre trial into this, this race. I I just thought it might be looking for twelve hundred. Uh, yeah, not sure about Mojave Desert. Obviously, Chris Waller is famous for taking his time, wide barriers, well-bred horse, so one to follow, but maybe not on Saturday. Geez, the early punters are sharp here. There's some rubbish on Twitter we talked about before, but there's some smarties as well. I've seen some tips for Fleetwood out there, and obviously they've got the good price. I think it was 12 bucks early, and I can't knock it. Coincide has formed that links in with the Magic Millions yesterday, so that's my top tip. And you can't knock Rockabilly Rebel as well. Very, very smart trials too. Yeah, it's a tough race, I, I thought, with all, all these unraced horses, obviously. And Don Corleone was pretty nice for the, for the trials behind the flipper favourite, King's Gambit. Barrier 12 here, but has Jamak on. And obviously, we see what he did yesterday. Even if the horse isn't good enough, he's going to give it every chance. So you expect that to be the case for this two-year-old. I was keen to be with the, one of the race grades, only one or two in the race. Coincide from the Waterhouse and Bot Yard. Really good on debut behind Barlow, which is probably one of the best two-year-olds I've seen this campaign. And then just okay in, in the Golden Gift. Latest trial at Work Farm was good. Showed good speed and and I think she'll... Sorry, he'll lead and, and be hard to run down. Now, Passagiata boys in race five. And uh, give us a call, 1350-353 on the punters panel this morning if you want to get involved and ask the boys a question. Um... 270 currently for Patagiata. This is a tough test, though, Luke. Really exciting race, Dave. Really exciting race. Um, I got a wrong last start um, when we were doing the show and wanted to slightly oppose her, um, but there were a number of scratchings, and the race did change complexion on the day, but um, I was still slightly against her back in Narito in that race, and she was too good. She just burnt the candle at both ends. She's got high speed. She can break a field up. Um, she steps up in class again. I just can't take 270. I'm not sure if I'm just going to... Uh, because I've been on the wrong end of her before, that's impacting my decision-making here. But I just think she's on price. Um, Rose Hill to Ramwick, I think, is a negative, being a speed horse, longer straight. few strong horses here that'll that'll be hitting the line. I've just decided to play two horses at odds, and I'll be backing them both. Number seven, Cardone. I know the form hasn't really stood up out of that Canterbury race, but I, I just think he's got a bit of style and he can improve particularly from that stable you know team hawks like to not rush air horses and i think he's going to have a lot of improvement out of that debut win where he circled and beat charlatan five weeks ago and number 10 another cognac third up he came back a bit big he's getting fitter i thought he won with a bit in hand last start and that time figure he produced in that race was far superior to anything he'd done previously so i think he's on the up and represents a little bit of value. So, good race with a few angles. Um, wanted to touch on a couple of others in the market. Lavish Empire, you just don't know if that's real from debut. Was on a heavy track, looked to go enormous and win by a margin, but on a drier surface, obviously the edge will be off this track, but can you trust that form? I wasn't sure. Um, didn't know what to do with Back Rower Fresh. Didn't know what to do with Baroque Road Fresh. So, for that reason, I've just decided to spec two longer price runners in that fifth race and um, play small. But Chris uh, Passagiata, can she be run down here? Well, it's just speed. It's just speed, isn't it? Until she gets beat, I think I'm going to be sticking with her. So, um, last week, the the most impressive thing was that she did it from from the front at both ends and was challenged and went away at the end. I don't think you can do any more than that, and I think 270 is a good price. Yeah, I guess Bjorn Baker and his team will know what they've got this week. That 
not usually the run that you see into a third up run. It was very hard all the way, obviously. So you thought maybe spell and put it away, but obviously she's doing well. I think the market and the yard are huge for this race and the track pattern too. Um, if she's come on from that at all and leaders are doing okay, she is very, very hard to beat. She's a very talented filly, Passagiata, and, and what she did last time, I thought just showed how good she was. She was second start on, on a heavy track against a couple of horses with a bit more experience than her, and she went so hard and then looked like she was going to sort of stop at the 150, but then she's found again the last 50 metres. So I think that bodes well for her again in in a bit of a tougher race. Wide barrier, but she's got so much speed and in up in weight that I think she's very classy. I think she'll be winning a lot more harder races than this. Lavish Empire was, was a pretty big win, in it, albeit in a four-horse field, but love the wet ground there and, and probably next next best for me. All right. Well, let's go to the last, boys. 1,100 benchmark, 78, and Bokaro Kare is your favourite here, Luke. Yeah, she deserves to be, Dave. Gee, that was a great return. She ran the best last 200, 400 of the meeting and reportedly pulled up a bit big as well, so I think she's going to strip bitter. I have a slight issue with her staying at 1,100. Um, I think ideally you'd like her to go to 12 and beyond now, so that's my reservation. I think she'll continue to ease in the market uh, due to her map position and... Um, and what I just mentioned, uh, you've got to keep in mind she's Nash off as well. So I think that's going to have some impact in the marketplace also. Um, but I could entertain backing her, definitely. Particularly if the track is running on down the middle, I think she'll settle back. She's the best horse in the race. It's just whether the 1100 uh, second up will be a touch on the short side for her. I think that's what you're betting on here, Chris. I think she's... Um... She's a pretty pretty good filly. I'd be a lot more confident on, on a good track. Uh, um, I didn't think we'd get this much rain, but I'm with her. I just think she's going to... She'll get back, but I, but I think she'll be charging home. And the key to her seems to be just to get a clear, clear area, even if it's on the fence like Nash did last time. She will find the line and keep finding it. When we've had that, when we've spoken about her in the past, she's 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 found checkered passages and things like that. She might just be a momentum horse that can really get home. Um, I thought Narito was really good first up. Um, James goes on fifty four kilos. I think it's the danger, and I think if you're having quaddy, you don't really have to look outside those two. Yeah, I'll be dodging. Um... Pakara Kari, I think it's a very, very talented horse with a with a massive turn of foot, but probably got things its way first up. I think the inside run being held up slightly kind of helps a horse like that. That explosive sprint, softish track. If they put the gas on 400, 500 out, we'll find out what it's got. And I think the last 100 could be risky at the price. I think Narito's in the mix, but that's got to be J-Max Hacks as well. That's too short off a solid run, but needs to improve to get to this grade. There's some decent sprinters in this race, including Rocket Tiger, who obviously had that shoulder injury. The trial's been good since, and you can't lose on him for sure. He's got listed level form all around him. An American president completely forgive that last start. He doesn't like having free room to his outside on the turn. He laid out. Barrier four, gear changes, right around today. He's a good bet for me as well. If, if Invincible Kiss came from a, one of the wild... Snowden camps, I think she'd, she'd always be hard in the market because she really runs poorly. Got her in 26 bucks here and we've been talking about how good this IME form is the past few weeks and she runs third to that horse a couple of runs ago and then she was good again in the Canterbury Sprint last time when she broke the track record there. So she's always running well and 
given 110%. I think around 26 bucks here, she'll, she'll run a race at a price. Rocket Tiger's the watch horse. Obviously, he was very talented horse early on his career, running second in a slip at a home affairs and then third in a black opal. His trial at Wagga was, was pretty good. I just want to see him go around first, but he is a nice each way bet around $11. And Pokari Kari, was, she was a good winner first up and she's two from two second up and looks to be another winnable race for her. Dave, yes, um, did you leave your key, keys with Luke so he could have somewhere to stay after saying Nash off? Yes. Nash, Nash off's a big, you know. Well, mate, 100%, 100%. He's talking about sleepless nights. He might uh, be sleeping on the patio tonight. Well, I know you're just having a laugh, Chris, but in fairness, I would say that Nash off to any jockey other than J-Mac is a negative in my view. So I've got to be fair dinkum when I'm analysing the race. Uh, you can't let personal... Um, thoughts come into it and I think it is a negative uh, if you're being fair dinkum. I, I, I think I think the the good thing about Alicia being on this horse is that she does a lot of work with the stables so she knows the horse well and 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 the reason why Nash is off is that we know he had the had the chest issues at um, the trials the other day and he's just having the weekend off so um, it's disappointing that he's not there if he was there you'd be part, taking a lot shorter price that's for sure yeah. But you're getting that built into the price now, and I think Alicia knows this horse fairly well. Cause she does a, a, does a bit of work at Bryce's place, so I'd um, I, I don't see it as a, a, I, I admit it is a negative, but I don't see it as a bigger negative as a lot of other people would see it see it because because of the, the jockey change. Oh, she she deserves her opportunity, and and she'll give the horse every chance. And she she did say after she trialled it at Hawkesbury that. Um, this is the real deal. Uh, she's she's got a massive opinion of this mare, and uh, she had a good blow first up. I think she's got a heap of improvement there. So I wanted to slightly disagree with Mike's comment about the lack of momentum was a positive. Uh, I don't think that's ever a positive uh, on a with a thoroughbred. I, I take your point about a turn of foot, Mike, but I think the more pressure, the better for this mare because she is a savabile. She wants twelve, fourteen hundred meters. So the harder they go, I think the better for her. I think she's been really well placed by Bryce here. I just think she's. I think he's thought thought about this. He's put put a put a bit of thought into this horse because it's probably one of the better ones in his stable, and he he's he said right third three weeks same trip. We might be taking a little bit of a risk because it's um not twelve hundred meters and she probably would be better suited there there. But um, I can't see there not being speed in this race, and that will that will suit her because. She won't have to make a run to get there. She'll be making a run coming over the top of them. Okay. Let's get to uh, race number nine on the card here, boys. There's a text on the text line here. Just in relation to Bullfinch, J-Mac on, race nine over the mile. I've got to tip him, reluctantly, uh, Bullfinch. But, gee, this is his chance. This really is his chance. There's good speed here. McDonald goes on. I think he can be finishing strongly he's had two lead-up runs at a mile he's extremely fit and i see no reason he, he can't win this race other than the fact his name's bullfinch uh, and he, he hasn't won for a while but chris i think this is his chance i'm actually with him here uh, number one bullfinch yeah I, he comes out of that race on new year's eve where they got it completely wrong up in front the apprentices just went at each other and Max Snell was one of the horses that that got caught up in the speed battle, and it was just it was just one of those races that the horses from the back had to make ground. Now Jojo was a man come out and frank the form. Bullfinch 
he goes from 53 up to 58 and a half here. So, you know, um, I'm I'm with Max Snell now. Um, I'm going to completely forgive that run because it just got it jumped awkwardly, got out got out in front, and they just went too hard. Like you look at the last the last section, they got home in 30 35 six as they ran 134. So they were basically walking to the line because of the pressure that was put on earlier in the race. If you put a line through that race and go back to its start before that at 1800, 1800 at Ramwick, it beat Logan Street Lion, Irish Legend and Desafit, which um, have all come out on one since. I think it gets the right run here. I think it's a massive, a massive tick Brenton going on. And at 18, 18 to $20, I've just had to have a bet. I think you've nailed it, Rude. That's the one that we found as well. I think um, yeah, the shorter SP than Bullfinch last start sort of tells you the story, and it got a little bit unlucky with the tempo. I think Brenton will have to race for the 1-1 with Tommy, with Bold Mac. Um, if he gets there, he's a rock-solid horse that has to run a good race. I think there's obviously a lot of love for Star Sparks and Bullfinch as well, but they're both poison odds. If Munsey was here, he would love to lay them both. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I think you're right, Mike, to be honest. Oh, I so you're, you're changing. I, I thought he's been racing pretty well. You know, he's, he's run some good races behind Nugget, and Jojo was a man. That horse obviously flying, and this is probably the easiest race he's struck in a while. And most importantly, he gets James McDonald on first time, so that's one of the best gear changes you can get as a horse. So I, I thought that one at odds here was, was his stable mate, Easy Fast. She was pretty good first up behind I Man, and she went with Brunelli last time, but just dropped out at the 200, and she now gets here third up, and, and a trip that'll suit her, so I think, I probably won't be taking $3.60 for Bullfinch, but I, I think I'll spec her at around $23. Okay, gents, uh, our punters panel multi is open, our punters panel multi is open, let's have a quick look at uh, what you guys like before we uh, jump in and let the punters know where to go, what are you, what's your, uh, what's your multi? Well, DS, I thought the safe play could be uh, Crafty Eagle in the midway. Um, I was highly impressed with that when at Gosford last start. I know he's got to step up to this class of race, but he over-raced most of the way. He's still raw and doing things wrong, this horse, and then he still exploded away from that field the last 100 metres after burning energy in the run, refusing to, to relax. Uh, I think if he can just bounce, chill out in the early half of the race, he'll have plenty in the tank late, and I think he'll be running top four. I'm with Pope Kari Kari. I just think the first up run was good and I think she'll be charging home over the top of it and Marlowe will be getting a free meal on Saturday night. Give it strength, Chris. Give it strength. Jeez, I hope Alicia finds those gaps, Ruda. Um <laughs> Oh, Ray. Chris wants her to go up the fence. Don't <laughs> do it, Alicia. No, no, thank you. I Paul didn't Warwick, say I wanted to. I, said that, that, I said, said that the horse is good when it doesn't have has momentum and it didn't lose momentum when it went up the fence. If it's got a clear yeah. run, it's a, it, it'll accelerate. She is a collet. They love the rail. That that dog's not on the couch, is it, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> no. Down. Get down. Um, um, what are we doing, I'm, Jet? Yeah, I'm, I'm playing it safe as well. Um, race six, Karen and Stake. Looks like Elvis. Top four specialist, Barry Four, Brett Pebble. Has to run top four. Liam leading staff for me. He's a group one winner, and both of John this time in have been great, and I'm pretty confident he'll run top four. Beautiful. All right, that multi is open as we speak, punters. So if you're looking for it, it's under today's specials. 
and uh, under the sports offers, and you'll see the HQ Punters Panel Best. Max bet of $25, $7. It is currently $7 for those runners. I'll go through them uh, in race order. It's race two, number nine. Race two, number nine. It's race four, number one. Race four, number one. Race six, number one. Race six, number one. And race 10, number 11. So those four horses to all run top four, $7 currently with the tab, a max bet of $25. So uh, we'll get that, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. I think that'll be open a little little bit longer today. So you've got uh, plenty of time to get your bets on and looking forward to seeing how uh, that all unfolds. Gents, what about your best bets for the overall meeting? My best, Dave, I will give you, yeah, I'll give you Crafty Eagle, race two, uh, horse number nine. Uh, I think he's progressive. I think you could wait. No need to charge into that $2.30, even though we've got to lock that in for the the multi. Uh, I think that you could wait and get a better price about it. Race two, number nine, Crafty Eagle. And the other bet I've had on the card is race seven, Banana Queen. I think she's only got to run the mile to be getting the cash. Race seven, number five, Banana Queen. She's really flying this preparation. Okay, so Banana Queen, perfect. Uh, what about uh, yourself, uh, Chris? Um, d- my best is um, Pasakitia Tiada. I just think it'll lead and win, and Pokari Kari will be very hard to beat. Beautiful. Thank you very much for that, mate. Uh, Mike Wood? Yeah, changing by the minute with the rain coming down in Sydney. I'm going to go race 10, American President. Loves the slop and loves a bit of tempo. Forgive last start. And Jet Hatton joining us as well. I'm with Chris. I like Pasquigiato. She won't she won't worry if it's if it's wet and best value is to race after Cuban Royale and the Carrington. All right, perfect. Uh, hey, that yes. yes, mate. Please. Boys, what what do we think the track will be um, tomorrow? Oh. I mean, it looks it looks okay forecast wise for Saturday being tomorrow, but we're we're not going to get that drying weather, are we? Don't think you're looking. I think you're operating on a soft track. That's for sure. Six. Um, I don't live out your way. In the, I'm not as rich as you guys. I, I live out in the Golden West, so you can tell me what the weather's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gone, boys. I tell you what, I'm holding on for dear life. I've got giggles, bad uh, Marlow. Um, that punters panel multi is not too far away from, uh, uh, I guess, gaining momentum. Already fifteen thousand placed on that particular multi. Just go through those selections again before we wrap it up, Luke. Crafty Eagle for me, Dave, for the multi. Race two, I think you can run top four. What about you, Chris? Team Alicia, Pokari Kari. All right. Uh, look, looks like Elvis in the feature. Perfect. And Jet? Malian Leading Star, the, the group one winner. Outstanding. All right, fantastic. Gents, have a great day. Enjoy. I'll tell you what, I'm in, uh, I'm in Rum City. I'm in Bundaberg, and it's not raining here. It's nice and warm and... A uh, bit of cloud around, but um, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a good day. It'll be a bad day to be a schooner, I reckon. Go have a sugar cane juice. Go and have a sugar cane juice. Well, they do that. They they crush it up and you can drink the juice. I sugar didn't know cane. that. Sugar cane juice. What beer do they pour up there, Dave? Well, it's all Forex here. If you walk in and ask for a twoies up here, they, they look at you like an, you're an alien. So it's all <laughs> yeah. Forex. It's either Forex for, gold for, or Forex for bitter. Bitters. Forex bitter is the best beer you'll get up there, mate. Get on to yeah, it. Yeah, Forex bitter. And well, uh, and they, they all love a square bear too. They love the square bear. No doubt. Well, don't people look at you like you're an alien anywhere? 100%, mate. 100%. <laughs> they go, who on earth is this cartoon character? Have a good day, boys. Uh, enjoy. And Chris, you just hope that this Picaro Caro gets home in the multi, mate. Oh, boy.
<laughs> See you, I boys. Think I think he's gone again. I don't know where. I don't know where Chris Roots yes, keeps boy. going. He keeps disappearing. <laughs> keeps disappearing. Actually, I, I, there was a funny. There was a funny thing on the social media for those that follow Chris on Instagram, uh, and you would know this from having uh, the pooch there, Marlo Frank. Yeah. Um, yep. He turned his back. He t- he turned his back a couple of minutes, and there the little fellow was up on the couch, up on the beanbag. So he just, you know. He was into him, wasn't he? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm on the tarmac. Someone calls St. John's. I'll be back after this. 